this is Juice, associate producer and co-host here at the Air Combat Sim Podcast. And I just wanted to let you all know that I will be visiting the United Kingdom for three weeks. And during that trip, I will be in the RAF Duxford area on Friday, April 29th, and Saturday, April 30th. If any of you are in the area or planning to visit the Imperial War Museum, or want to just meet up for coffee or pint, contact me via our ACS Discord or our YouTube channel in the comments area. I'll try to connect and meet some of our fans in the area, and thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great content coming this year. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to the Air Combat Simulation Podcast, brought to you by BVR Productions. Together with content creators, mission builders, experts, and enthusiasts, we explore the comprehensive world of combat aircraft simulation. Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Air Combat Sim podcast. I have no idea which episode it is, because I don't even know when it will be aired exactly. Uh, probably in three weeks from now. But uh, it's going to be an, an interesting one. We're going to talk about a lot of things coming up uh, soon and a bit later from Rasbam Sims. So we're going to talk about the Falklands map and talk about the F-15E uh, and probably some other things too. So today on our side of the ACS side, so we have Goat with us. Hey, Goat. Hey, how's it going? And Belgiode. Did I say it right this time? Yes, you did. Belgiode it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Tricker with us here. Hey, Tricker. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Yeah, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. And on the Rasbam side, uh, we have Ron, who's the, well, the CEO of Rasbam. Hi guys, how you doing? Yes. Glad to be here. Uh, as well as Spectre and Reaper, who are both working on the Falcons map as part of the Rasbam team. Hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, so I think let's start, because we, we had, well, we all of us, we have quite a few questions. We have also lots of questions we got from the listeners. There was a huge interest in this episode, looking by the number of replies on Facebook and other places. And I think let's start directly go to the Falklands and the first question that was repeated many many times was when can we expect that? Two weeks. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Come on, you had coming. to know that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, at the, the moment we are in the final stages of producing our release candidate at the moment uh, which we're submitting to ED for evaluation and uh, you know fingers crossed uh, I guess it shouldn't be too too long in the in the near future. That's exciting. Oh, okay. Um yeah, so um yeah, I mean it's um it's you know, if it was for me it would be out yesterday, but uh you know, it, we're really looking forward for the community to get hold of of the map and uh, just experience some of the absolutely fantastic scenery that's in Argentina, Chile. 
which is you know fantastic to fly over. I can, I, yeah, I can, uh, I concur. I've, I've had a chance to see it, and I completely agree. It, it is amazing, and uh, I think I think people will be very happy to see how big it is. Uh, I, I know we spoke about it before, but has anything changed uh, in terms of the area of the map that will cover the, the whole thing? Um. Well, currently it's 3.1 million square kilometers. So just to give somebody a, a, a sort of a, a guide of scale, if you had a ship at the bottom left and you told it to sail to the right-hand side of the map at 24 knots, it would take you three days in actual time. Three, say 3.2 million square kilometers. Yeah. Or miles. Kilometers. Yeah, I believe well, it's the biggest map in DCS at the moment, or will be the biggest map in DCS. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're quite looking forward to people um, getting carrier groups lost um, in the map, multiple of. Uh, as we were testing, Ripper and I put a carrier group in the top left-hand side, tried to find it, we ran out of fuel. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's a good experience, really, really good, good experience. How much disk space uh, does it take up? Um, currently, it's around about 68 gig. Well, you need to make I it think... one more gig. <laughs> you it probably will be. 69. <laughs> it probably <laughs> nice. will be when it's finished. But, um, you know, there, there are um, post-early access. We will have, you know, like the, the left-hand side of the map, um, sort of the spine of Chile and stuff, all, all nicely uh, splat mapped and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they're not in at the moment. So, uh, yeah, what I mean by not in. Now, for sake of comparison, um, mm. how many gigs is dcs itself like the default game the stock standard game that you download not sure to be fair um i know on comparison our our map at the moment is on par with syria so it's around about the same size now as in disk space size um but we still have more stuff to add um so i would say maybe another 10 gig um yeah, so it's probably going to be around about 79 gig. But I mean, you've got you've got a um, sort of, you know, I mean, it's a case of you want more area, you need more more space. You know, there's more textures to load, there's more terrain textures yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, but you also have much more sea than the Syria map, which means that the the land you have must be really well well done or have better textures or whatever. I don't know how to compare that, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot more sea um, because we wanted to include the exclusion zones and stuff around the uh, the like Chile, uh, Argentina, uh, and also the Falklands. Uh, so that I think it's 145 or something like that, didn't it, Rip? He's a sailor, so yeah, it is, mate. Sort of it's about 150 mile total in, uh, exclusion zone to the Falklands, uh, yeah, and then yeah. east to west. Pff, I haven't got a clue. Yeah, so we wanted to include those so people could, you know, simulate proper battles and, and, and uh, you know, proper scope for doing things correctly. Um, so we've managed to achieve that, uh, achieve that, so. And one more question, speaking about, uh, again, that may be my ignorance, or it is my ignorance, but I know in DCS there's this thing that if you go back in time, far enough do you won't have satellite navigation etc this is linked to maps or is it like a core dcs issue in other words if we start i don't know flying in 45 around falklands you will not get sat enough as well 
Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I've never checked that out. Um, I mean, currently, um, our build works with sat, sat data. I don't, we will test that um, if we stick the date back to 1945 and see if there is, is any satellite data. Um, but I mean, for the terrain uh, itself, we are actually using satellite data. Um, I felt it was the best um, visually for people. Um, you know, so I guess that's what we, we, we did. Of course, the only date that really matters is what, 1982, right? Mm, yeah, uh, I suppose. But I mean, I, I didn't come into this to recreate the Falklands War, if you know what I mean. Um, I came into this to create, try and create the best visual map possible because i'm a helicopter guy you know i i, I love eye candy um when you fly yeah. alone you've got so much you know different bits and things to look at as opposed to just grassy areas and stuff so that's kind of where i i was kind of going with it um and i think you know from from above it's just absolutely phenomenal uh just looking down it if, if you can imagine uh fsx 2020 how beautiful that is when you're at say 8,000 feet looking down and the really really good quality textures that um, some of the maps that uh, Eagle Dynamics have done lower lower level um, a mix of the two and that's kind of where we are that actually does sound pretty awesome there was a kind of a funny question that I just came across here on the um, the viewer questions. <laughs> I don't know if, how well this is going to tie into the map, but how many different species of penguins will there be? Are we going to go that far south from Argentina and Chile that we'll be able to see penguins? That sounds well, like a question. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <question. laughs> yeah. You, you can ignore that question. Well, there are uh, penguins in the Falklands. Yep. Just, just one? Uh, no, for you, mate, uh, we haven't got round to the six different types. Uh, I've been on Wiki this afternoon, and I'll contact you directly. Oh. Penguin spotter. Yeah, the Emperor King's penguin. King, rock hopper, crag hopper, southern crag hopper. The only one I know is the king, so I'm being <laughs> educated right now. Yeah. yeah, I did notice that was uh, your question, Trigger. Unfortunately, I couldn't <laughs> let that one pass yeah. up. That was just too good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I put a lot of thought into that one. Now we've 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 got we've got penguins in. We have killer whales. We have uh, orcas. Uh, we have uh, some other things: uh, rams, goats, stuff oh, like man. that. Um, you know, as I said, the, the the aim was to make this visually appealing for helicopter people. I know probably at flying at twenty thousand feet in a in a jet, you're not going to notice a sheep walking across the across the field, but uh, in a helicopter, you would. So that's this famous assets pack, right? That's coming with it. That, that's integrated with the map. The um, we have we also have the assets pack, which has some unique things which have never been done before. Um, two of them I'll, I'll name. Uh, so we have an animated lighthouse. So 
which is in which when you load the map it's included in the map so you have the assets pack which comes with the obviously the map um, and by default the animated lighthouse will be placed where it's supposed to be when you load any mission or go into the editor um, so at night uh, you'll see a rotating beam of light um, another thing that we have quite cool um, is a animated billboard so it rotates every 20 seconds and we're going to allow uh, squadrons and uh, whoever uh, to modify the texture so they can put their own adverts for their own squadrons on the billboards that rotate across the map for instance if somebody's got a flight evening coming up uh, you know it's quite important they'd be able to put that up so anybody flies the map and downloads their pack um, you know that would be a really really cool idea that's re that's really cool. Uh, that's a really cool uh, idea. I would definitely put in some like amaranth pictures or something. Yeah, I'm just I mean kidding. we've got but, uh, <laughs> no, that, that's <laughs> that's actually a really cool <laughs> idea though. <laughs> We've, we've, you know, we've got some other things. We've got wind turbines. So we've got two types of wind turbines, uh, land-based and sh uh, offshore-based. Uh, both react to the direction of the wind and the speed of the wind. So the faster the wind, the faster they'll spin. They've all got collision shells. They've all got uh they can give damage as well. So, you know, if you want to play chicken with the blades, crack on. So you did say this was an assets pack. Is that going to be like something that you can buy eventually, or is that going to be like at release? Um, we have not come to a final decision. Um, I guess that's down to Ron and Ed. How it, it will come with the map anyway, but whether it's going to be for sale separately, um, I think that's maybe ask ask Ron or something, just in case. Yeah, no, that's that's a really cool idea. I I really like that. I think what ties to this uh, are also other assets, meaning if you want to recreate a, a Falcon's War, will there be some new AI units, uh, ships, etc., etc., that will probably be purchasable separately or included? Um, so currently, uh, well, I mean, initially when we started the project, um, this was just going to be the Falklands Islands at all. You know, if that was the case, it would have been finished about two years ago. Um, the community spoke they wanted to be able to fly from the mainland we included part of the mainland didn't kind of look right because it was just like a chunk of the mainland which didn't really fit in so we extended the map a little bit further south didn't really fit again so we thought you know go big or go home and we'll go all the way down the bottom uh, which is what we did uh, so the focus hasn't been so much on the assets pack um so we're not really where we should have been if we were only doing the Falkland Islands. But we have got a few ships in there, quite a few ships, um, which I'll let Ripper explain because he's an ex-Navy. Um, you know, we've got the Illustrious, uh, the Castle Class, the Dumbarton. We've got uh, Harbour Tugs. Uh, you know, the list goes on. Um, the, we've actually got um, CCAT missiles working, uh, Sea Dart missiles, torpedoes. Um, uh, various other bits and bobs so yeah it's really good i mean if, if rip wants to step in there yeah guys I, uh, i'll not bore you with too much navy stuff i was ex-navy myself um as we said there's going to be a lot of ai assets that people can use to recreate um certain scenarios um ship wise there's about four or five that spring to mind uh all the major like units that were down there that's both UK 
uh, and Argentina, but also some of the the other stuff that other countries that's maybe down there. Uh, but as I said, Ron's gonna Ron and Clark's gonna sort all that without Ed. Well, well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that what Clark and and Reap and his team have done with the map is something uh, unparalleled so far to what's been done in any other map for DCS. I mean, uh, visually, it's something that it's gonna really strike really hard when you see it. I mean, it's definitely something different. It's a lot of work, a lot of passion, a lot of uh, love for what they're doing. And well, regarding the asset packs, well, there's, as Clark just said, I mean, uh, we are trying to see a way with Eagle Dynamics if the asset pack can be acquired, a, you know, in a different way, just not by getting the map, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to buy the map where you want to uh, have uh, the HMS Antilope, well, you can buy the asset pack apart in, as a different uh, product, standalone product. But we have not come to an actual uh, business solution to that yet. And there is more than one reason to that, because the asset pack, as we all envision it, is huge. So there's a lot of work being done currently. So uh, I think that uh, most of it won't be ready by the time the actual map is released, but will be updated as we keep updating everything, you know. So once we think it's complete, then it probably will be available as a standalone product. And then one more question that links with that, and that came up a lot, was the Sea Harrier. As there's been talk about it being at one point a flyable uh, module. So any uh, updates on that? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, I'm a big Harrier fan, as you know. Uh, in fact, my first uh, 3D mesh I did ever, ever, was a Sea Harrier in GMAX. This was like 2001, I think. Well, anyway, uh, once we start thinking about the Falcons map that eventually evolved into the South Atlantic map, and, you know, it was uh, obviously the 1982 conflict comes to mind. So, uh, like Clark said, he was not into recreating the Falcons war, but creating an awesome map that could be eventually be converted into the Falcons war. You know, and having said that, and when we this project started, I say, okay, we're gonna create a series of AI assets for it too, which will be needed, and not just for an actual map for, but for an eventually recreation of the war. Uh, that's when I start working on the Sea Harrier, the Sea King. Uh, there are some two or three other helicopters I don't want to mention because I don't want to create a necessary hype yet. And the Pukara, the AI-58 Pukara, that started mostly, was definitely going to be an AI asset first, but then uh, the guy started working and saying, no, no, I want to create a full-blown model, so I said, okay, go ahead. But it will be as an AI in, 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 in the Falcons map. So I said, I'm going to get, we need, definitely going to need some of the Harriers that actually were there. So uh, I started the Sea Harrier. FRS.1, but then stumble in a huge wall that it's uh, the British uh, Minister of Defense and the way they deal with uh, 
classification about information on sensitive sensitive materials like the radar. So, like you know, the blue vixen is the uh, is the grandfather of the current radar the Eurofighter uses. So it's been deemed classified. So having access to the radar of the Sea Harrier has been really kind of a big problem, and it really puts a pause on what can be done because I can move forward Chile-wise. In this case, myself as a Chile developer, I can move forward Chile-wise a lot, but eventually it will need to be coded. So um, until we get something really uh, as close as possible of what can be available for public regarding uh, the Sea Harrier actual radar capacities, uh, I decided that uh, it might come out first definitely as an AI, but I decided that put a stop on developing it as right now as a full model and move into a GR3. To, so right now what I'm creating as a flyable aircraft is a header GR3 that will mingle perfectly with the Falcons map and any eventual uh, uh, recreation of the 1982 concept. I think some GR3s were sent along with the Sea Hires later on, right? Am I correct? Or were the GR1s? 3s? Yeah, GR3s were sent with the ARF. Yeah. Uh, supplement for in the case of the Sea Hires were blown out of the sky. So they, they only have like 24 Sea Hires. And they were losing Sea Hires when you send them to attack uh, ground targets, but they were actually fleet defenders. So they send the year three to do the dirty work. And they lost like three, I think, three or four aircraft. I can't remember exactly right now. But basically, yeah, they were the ground pounders while the Sea Hires moved into air interdiction. There's a very book, uh, very good book by Sharky Ward. Uh, his re kind of re recollection from the war. It's it's funny to read that because he, he's a guy that he really says what he thinks, and I got he got lots of trouble later on with with some admirals and generals and whatnot. But it's it's a good good read. Yeah, in fact, uh, we got uh, right now working uh, uh, actually not not directly with me, but he's been getting involved with year uh, three development as we we're going right now is uh, Mork. What's the name of this commander? Sorry, I can't remember his name right now. Oh my god, this is bad. Uh, Morgan. He flew FRS ones in the in the in the in the Falcons War, and also uh, Tony Harper. So they are being right now in contact with me uh, through another guy, which is helping in the development of this aircraft, so we can get really, uh, you know accurate information about these two aircraft but as 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 right now uh like i said i promised the the sea harrier as a full-blown model but right now it's stopped because we lacked information about the sensible systems like the radar so i move over into the year three so the year three will come before the the sea harrier now everything can change i mean i cannot say uh, uh this is all solid this is gonna this is the way it's gonna happen this is a very dynamic thing. So, uh, given the fact that GR3 and Sea have, well, where they have the different nodes, all the other basics of the 3D model are actually the same. So, it can, things can evolve, things can change, They're all depending on the amount of information we can have. Yeah, all right. So, that sounds 
as always there's some <laughs> troubles along the way but it sounds lots of things to to look forward to and yeah gr3 would be great to have uh, for starters is it not is another first time we we hear this kind of thing because this exactly happened when we created the harrier because originally it was not going to be the ab8b and night attack it was supposed to be a gr7 and then we hit this brick wall so there is a lot of stuff in the gr7 that is actually classified even as exactly the same thing the abab but uh if you want to replicate an aircraft to the level uh, you know study level which this year is actually uh demands you uh, we move into the night attack and, and and we still have the problem with the with the with the classification of avionics in this aircraft even as they are no longer flying it must be a whole different world of, of yeah, getting those licenses and talking to all those big companies and military and yeah, being getting to know what you can use or you what you can't and i think done a great job anyway with with the uh, french air force uh, or u.s marine corp with the harrier so it's it's amazing to be able to work with them i guess and get all the information right well i should add one thing on this yeah well their help is you know is you cannot put uh, an actual value to the amount of help we have got, got from the French Air Force, uh, some of their officers, and the same with the uh, with, uh, Marine Corps and some of the officers that are actually working directly with the team. I think that uh, I should say that the big, big uh, uh, heroes here is the actual development team. I mean, coders, CD, work, CD developers, everything has been done there. I mean, they make this thing uh, alive. I mean, uh, yeah, we got the great information. We have changed stuff uh, uh, during the, the, the pass of time. Uh, not because we could not do it before, but because uh, DCS actually evolved in the form that we can start putting new stuff in it and work the way it should. And, and that's why uh, uh, it's a never-ending thing. I mean, you can never say uh, this aircraft is finished. Uh, you know, we stop uh, continuing improving the thing because, you know, we have to move forward. That, that thing doesn't exist. I mean, as this year evolves, as stuff evolve, evolves, uh, we have to change stuff. I mean, uh, the Mirage is heading for a complete, well, not a complete, but actually a 3D mesh redone, as same as the Harrier. Uh, D-15E, Strike Eagle, for instance, this is like this third iteration 3D-wise. Because the first one we had, they have to evolve into another version, and then graphics and new techniques evolve, and new stuff. They have a third iteration of the F-15 Strike Eagle, which which we consider is going to be the one that got to be released. But eventually, in the future, it will be changed again. I mean, that's the way you keep going and going. And so, yeah, while while uh, the uh, help from all these organizations, you know, Marines Corps. Um, uh, French Air Force and, 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 and all the uh, the collaboration we have with them in other in other uh, factors we can I can definitely not speak publicly. Uh, I think the biggest here heroes here are all the guys that push the police and write the lines of code. Yeah, I'm definitely on the receiving end of that with all these questions. So, uh, when will you update the higher training missions? Which are like I thought they were up to date, but no, <laughs> it's changing all the time. 
At the <laughs> HVU. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's a good segue to the uh, second big topic, which is the F-15E. But maybe uh, there's any anything else you guys like to add about Falklands, which we didn't cover or were not asked. I had a quick question, maybe for like third party people as well. Um, like, do you guys control the watercolor? Like, do you guys make the water yourself or is it like an ED texture? Like if somebody wanted to make a map? Uh, yeah, we have control over the watercolor. Uh, we can make the color whatever we want, but we've tried to make the color of the, for instance, the South Atlantic to be representative of the area. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we have control over everything really. Um, with the, uh, the, you know, the fantastic tools that ED provide. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's all, it's all art really <laughs> trying to get things to, uh, blend and match real life, uh, is very difficult sometimes. Yeah. I was, I was just curious cause like, I didn't know if, like if ED provided the tools for you guys, for anybody else that maybe would want to make a map someday, you know? Thanks for answering that. Uh, what about the seasons? I don't even know how many seasons there are in Falklands, but you'll have dis different textures? or um, Currently, the map will be released with just one season, but then the the winter and the rest of the, the seasons will be added uh, after early access. Because, uh, as you can imagine, we have over 2,500 tiles, uh, which would all need to be edited and manually created. Uh, for say the winter scene and stuff, so yeah. And for for the for the two days or for the two hours it snows in the Falklands periodically, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's quite a lot of work. <laughs> That's why I was asking how many seasons there are. I have no idea how much snow there is, or I know it's cold, yeah. but. Uh, generally in the Falklands, you, you you maybe I mean there's always a wind. There's always a wind. I think it's northeast in it, Rip. It comes from northeast. Um, so there's always yep. a wind, and you could get up, bright sunshine, and then three hours later you could get a dust and a snow, and then it could rain three hours after that. <laughs> it's just it's it's absolutely crazy weather. So Rip spent uh, I think six months of his life there, so uh, he could probably tell you better than I can. Yeah, it's you get all four seasons in one day down the Falklands. You can you can have spring, like Clark said, spring, summer, autumn, winter, all in one day. We have actually used the DCS engine, uh, especially with the new weather generation, to get some pretty close effects. And put it this way, it makes the hair on the back of my neck go up. And I was there for quite a bit of my life. Now, I assume that also means that... Uh what we will see represented in DCS would, I guess, be the opposite of the maps that we see, since, of course, you're in the Southern Hemisphere, so summer's winter, winter's summer, and so on. Um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we have a... Um, not to get into too much technical detail, but we have control over what temperature ranges are allowed between certain months. Um, so we can we can say between June and maybe March that you can only have between zero and one degree. Uh, so therefore, within the editor, people won't be able to choose any other temperature. Uh, and obviously that will link down to the snow and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm just throwing this out there. Not This isn't anything Rasband specific, but do you think ED ever will make like a live weather function for any map or any, anything? Um, I don't know, to be fair. Um, hopefully. Uh, you know, they're striving to push boundaries uh, 
all the time. Uh, I mean, if you look a year ago, there wasn't really any clouds. Uh, yeah. And now we've got these absolutely fantastic clouds that just look you know, phenomenal. They, you know, it, it, just things uh, and some of the some of the things that they've put out is, uh, you know, it's striving, pushing the boundaries all the time. And that's the that's the thing. As Ron said, what we do, you know, I mean, the Harrier was textured initially one way and then because of a new process, new tools and stuff, it was then retextured uh, by, you know, one of our fantastic artists, Tim. Um, so, you know, we're always pushing the boundaries and, you know, if, if another year goes by and a new tools come out and ED may support a, a different um, uh, lighting uh, facility. Uh, so we'll, we'll then adapt whatever to that, you know, so it's, a, it's always a moving goalpost. Yeah, well, hats off to Tim because the Harrier is looking pretty nice. I love, I love the uh, textures on it. Yeah, Tim is, Tim is absolutely very, very, very special guy. Really good. That's all I got, uh, BD. If you want to do some F fifteen. Yeah, I think I think we should now move on to the Mud Hen, and uh, there were definitely a lot of questions. Uh, some of them, again, the same from coming from different people on various channels. Yeah, so of course the. First one was when can we expect it? Microphone. Okay, uh, release date. Oof. That's a tough one. Uh, every time we start thinking about giving a release date, we add new stuff to the aircraft. And we, add, we say, no, we should have this thing ready before any kind of access to it. So our internal release date keeps moving forward. But it's just because we want to add more features to it. I mean, uh, as it is right now, anybody can jump into it and see how impressive it looks. I'm sorry I'm using this word impressive, but it's really an impressive work done by the whole team. Uh, you know, Clark just mentioned Tim. Tim Taylor is an amazing TV developer, uh, texturer, and, and he's always looking for a new cutting edge techniques to include. And this particular project is like his... his Prima donna. I mean, it's the best thing he's done so far, and it's really an amazing thing. Um, and then it's the coding part, which, uh, being this such a complicated aircraft, so many uh, features and capacities and and and, and everything else, uh, try to put out something that is not up to some kind of a level, of a level of 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 uh, a level of uh, not, I want to use the word finish, I want to use a level of completion of particular systems. If not, we don't reach that kind of level, uh, no matter how simple or uh, minuscule it might look, it's, it's, we don't consider it, we don't gather it as ready. So we don't have this thing ready, so it's not passing our own internal testing phase, so it's not ready. and. It keeps adding. We keep adding stuff for the for the for for release date. So we keep moving forward. But I'm quite confident that it will be in consumers' hands this year. Okay, that's that's big news. People will that be happy to news. hear that. That's yes. fantastic. Uh, but then, uh, can you say a bit more? I know there's a lot of different capabilities it has, but let's. For instance, focus on weapons. So that's also been one of the questions. So, will there be some new stuff added that DCS doesn't have currently, like GBU forty nine or GBU thirty nine or AGM one thirty or something else along those lines? 
Well, that's a tricky question because you're talking about really current uh, weaponry, and uh, we don't do weapons, so that's up to Eagle Dynamics. If Eagle Dynamics implements such kind of weaponry, and the version of the F-15E Israeli we're doing carried them, and they will they will be included. But if it's, if it's not there, if it's not in the in the DCS uh, library, it's not if it's not uh, included with DCS. There's no we are not gonna create it because uh, uh, intelligent uh, intelligent weapons are something that uh, really is managed and, and created by Eagle Dynamics, not us. Okay, so only things that are currently in the DCS inventory can be envisaged at least uh, at the start, and then it will be work with with the Eagle Dynamics if anything else is to be added. Can we talk about what uh, block or variant of the F-15E that's going to be released? Yeah, we're doing F-15E Strat Eagle Block 4 Plus. Okay. Is that going to include a, uh, a Hemix or helmet-mounted helmet queuing system? Uh... We're planning implementing it later on, but not in release. Okay. And then another question that's, that was coming up quite often uh, was about the AI uh, co-pilot or the guy in the back. Uh, I know you said before that it's not planned, but has anything changed on that front? Well, yeah, uh, things have changed a bit. Uh, the reason we didn't include, uh, well, in fact, there was not uh, in favor of creating a, uh, an AI Jester, George, or, or Petrovich way uh, was because uh, not just the pilot can manage 98% of the, all the, the systems from the front seat, but because of the uh, actual and potential functionality of the project as it is, so to speak. But things have changed, new stuff we are putting into it. Uh, DCS have evolved, and we can include more other things that are definitely going to need some kind of AI uh, working with some of the stuff that's going to backseat. So, they will be, we're going to implement an AI solution, it's not named yet. Uh, we, are, we are just trying to find the correct way to implement it. And it's going to be more like a tool rather than uh, some guy riding with you back. Can, can you explain a little bit more into, you said it's going to be more of a tool than somebody in the back? Can you explain just a little bit more? Like, is it just going to be like text? That's going to see what I can say, okay? Uh, this is a difference when you are uh, using the plane, you know, you're, sorry, gamers, playing with the game. Playing with the aircraft, sorry, and using it as a game, and there is a different thing when you're using it as a simulator, right? So, Correct. Uh, uh, these are two very different things that use the same vehicle. In this case, it is yes. So, uh, well, in 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 the let's say the fashion of the Hind, you can give Petrovich. You have a menu, and you say Petrovich, Petrovich to do some kind of stuff. That you want him to do, right? Mm -hmm. What well, we are thinking, because this thing needs to be, uh, what we are actually planning is to create some kind of stuff that actually manage uh, the things without you actually asking him to do it. Okay, some sort of like automatic system. 
No, didn't call it Aromare because it's got to be dynamic. But it's, it's not actually it's something we are planning to include it into the aircraft. So it's something I cannot uh, speak about uh, widely or openly. Pursing is an idea we are creating towards uh, finding a correct solution for this. So, uh, for instance, uh, many of the stuff that happens in the Star Eagle before you take off for a mission happens in the ground. Correct. Mission management, uh, uh, weapons, weapons uh, management. How you gonna drop the weapons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then the guy, the pilot, flies it, and and the whistle uh, just put the buttons, push the buttons to make things working correctly. Uh, but since this guy is actually a human being, and the combat and the um, and the uh, battles are always dynamic and things change. So, for instance, you can you take off going to bomb an airbase, but suddenly somebody calls you. We need somebody to help uh, uh, a guy that was shot down. We have to picking up. We need some air cover, and then you you change change the mission to that. Uh, we were looking at some kind of AI that can actually do that kind of stuff. But like I said, it's planned. So far, it's a plan we are having, and we are looking the best way to implement this. It's not. That's going to happen exactly like I'm talking to you, which is what we are planning to do. It's very complex because it's a very complex aircraft. Yeah. Everything around the FT Israel is complexity. So uh, it's not like, like uh, okay, uh, we are always being uh, poked in the internet about, yeah, you're just showing uh, beautiful CD renders, whatever, we want to know what it is. There is a lot of line of codes being written in this aircraft. A lot, lot, and you cannot imagine the amount of work to create uh, a simple syst avionic system in the FET Star Eagle. It's nothing like we have done before. I think it's not been done before yet in DCS either. No, it's interesting, but um, do you feel you like not to take away from the F 15, but do you feel you this is like a learning process to do further modules for multi crew or uh? What, what would you call this AI system? Well, okay, uh, yeah, you just hit the nail. As you know, we are also developing the A39 uh, Super Tucano. The A39 Super Tucano is a two-seat trainer slash coin aircraft. And this Super Tucano we are developing is actually being done for an Air Force. It's, uh, it's going to be used first as a military training tool. Uh, its inception from day one is as a military training tool, not as a commercial DCS development. It will have a DCS commercial. It will have a DCS uh, commercial version. Yes, of course. But uh, since this is going to be this is a two-seat aircraft, and just like the Stray Eagle, uh, well, the Super Tucano doesn't have the same capacity as the Stray Eagle by far. But it can also use uh, guided weapons and intelligent weapons and a lot of stuff like that. So the guy in the back seat can, is actually a functional whistle. But the guy in the front seat can do everything as well without the guy in the back. But to interact between these two guys, in, in, when you're using it as a as a as a training tool, when you have somebody sitting in a in a in a training seat, you know with a VR headset and, and the peripherals and you're flying the plane and 
the idea behind this is having as much people training at the same time, which is the actually this is the uh, the way this kind of desktop simulators uh, beat the big ones, cockpit uh, replica simulators. You have more people training at the same time. Uh, you have he have to have some kind of interaction with a simulator guy in the back. In the case of the veteran Portucano, uh, it does have, uh, it's not a teapot, but let's call it like, uh, uh, it does have a sensor that it's attachable, it's going to the belly, it's, and it's a flare. It depends what, what kind of mission you're using. It's a, if you're going to detect uh, drug dealers, it goes and it's, it serves as a detection system. But if you want to use it to lace for, for laser-guided weapons or, or missiles, whatever, you put a different pot, uh, you attach it to the belly of it. So uh, that sensor can only be used by the guy in the back. Okay. The guy in the front receives a, a transmission. He, wants, he has three MFDs in the cockpit, big ones, bigger. These are bigger than the, the F-15E actually. And, and he can see everything what the, the guy in the back is doing with the, with the, with the, with the sensor moving the, the camera around, right? right? But he, he cannot control it because he does not have a way to control this sensor in particular, just the guy in the back. So having that, uh, that actual need to try to simulate that in a training environment, it's what we are trying to create in some way into the FEC Israel. I don't want to, I really don't want to create any expectations in the, in the community because, uh, uh, this is very complex and difficult thing to implement, and I really don't know which way is going to be implemented for commercial use. No, that makes sense. Because so that's, I, I mean, I don't want to start a hype like saying, oh, Raspang is doing this thing that's going to make the other AI go into the shadows. No, no, no. This is something we are planning to do. Uh, probably the version you're going to see in the commercial, in the commercial product it's going to be slightly different than current AI or completely different. I cannot say for sure right now. What I can say for sure is that there will be some kind of AI for the backseat, even if you don't need it. I appreciate you clarifying that. And thanks for answering my question. I'm getting back slightly to the, um, the F-15E. Um, what would you say are probably the most innovative features or you know the real deal makers if you will for that particular bird as it's coming what are the the features that you think people are going to enjoy the most with it oh well that's a tough one there's a lot of features uh <laughs> okay if we put down let's strip the project as it is okay let's put one part uh, let's put a part of avionics and let's put a uh, visuals there's a lot of visual features that nobody has seen yet in these years. I'm not going to tell them uh, we want them to be as a surprise, but a lot of new animations and stuff that I have not seen yet. And I think people are going to say, wow, because I think that's the wow factor. And as for the other part, avionics-wise, uh, I think that the radar it's going to be something that's going to blow many people's minds. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, 
probably one of the most anticipated things. It's a really good ground radar. Not that, you know, all the other stuff that we've seen thus far in the other planes is good, but I think that's one thing that a lot of people are hoping for. We have in the team a really, 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 uh, uh, we, I would call him the radar guy. <laughs> he's a good, uh, he he's goes under Raswan Galinet in our Discord. So he, he created the, uh, what you see right now in the Mirage. Uh, the new Mirage radar has been done by him. Which is amazing, by so, the way. Uh, yeah, well, in those grounds is where the F-18 Eastride Eagle radar is going to be. Because he's creating it. He's, he's the guy doing it. So he's actually doing a radar in the way a radar can be replicated in the DCS environment. Nice. I love to hear that. Do you have any ideas to, um, I don't know, it's probably early for this, but like which... Uh, squadrons will be represented in the default product. Like, will we get uh, what was that one? Mountain Home, Air Force Base, or you know some of the other squadrons as default liveries? Well, as you know, being the Mad Hang, not such a uh, spread away aircraft. I mean, this is the American United States Air Force version. I think all the squadrons using it will be included in the release version. Nice, excellent. I got a buddy of mine. He actually lives in Boise, so he sees these guys like constantly. So I know he'll be pleased with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we're gonna do. Right now, uh, you know, the pictures of the aircraft as source cars. We don't want to post that many pictures of it yet because we know all the hype around this aircraft, and we don't want to get the wrong impression. Like, oh, it's gonna be released now. Uh, it's coming next week now, and. So uh, you will see only in all the uh, pictures you see just one square that it's uh, depicted there. But eventually, I think all the all the squadrons will be included. Sweet, that is awesome to hear. Thank you. <laughs> and speaking of the futures <clears throat> that you said about mission planning taking place on the ground, etc. Is there anything uh, some unique system that no other aircraft in DCS currently has for that, like? To doing recon missions or planning them on the ground in a different way? Well, you just described the 15 Israel. It has pretty unique features that no other aircraft currently in DCS have. Just mission planning and, and mission planning dynamics on board is something you have never seen before. Uh, I think probably the Harrier or the... No, sorry, not the Harrier. Well, yeah, the Harrier and the F-1800 F probably have the same amount... Uh, Something pretty close to it, but uh, like I said, pretty close. The F-15 Strike Eagle is the is America's primary F-15 uh, strike strike aircraft, so you might imagine the features they have. Also, you have to keep in mind that, having said that, that being these yeah. actually a very very aircraft in use, uh, pretty much being used right now, uh, some of the features have to be toned down a bit because this is uh, sensible uh, information and we have to walk on a very 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 thin red line i don't know if you can answer or want to answer but it's officially being kind of approved by Boeing. you work with them right uh, like with the mirage and harrier the f-18 eagle is officially licensed by boeing yes okay that's why we can use the name Boeing uh, uh, F-15 Extra Eagle for this, yes. I was going to say, can you talk about some of the sensors that are going to be included at launch? 
As in, is it gonna have a TGP? Any? Well, uh, at launch we're gonna have the uh, the teapot lining. Uh, teapot, I think, is the version four, Gen four, mm -hmm. and and the other sensor. Sorry, I don't have the nomenclature right now, but those will be included eventually. Once uh, I know that people are actually waiting for the sniper pot. Uh, like I said before, all that kind of stuff has to be done by 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 Guild Dynamics. Uh, we don't control that so eventually when Eagle Dynamics includes a sniper pod the sniper pod will be included in the if it's Eagle that goes out of our hands understandable how about any terrain following radar capabilities of course it will have terrain following capabilities excellent I like I like that answer I mean that's what the if it's Eagle radar does yeah so if it does it, it will, have, it will be there. <laughs> and that will be one of the features of people would say, oh my God, this looks amazing. Yeah, I don't think any aircraft inside of DCS have a terrain following radar uh, implemented yet, so. Well, I think basically because I think they will be the first aircraft with such capacity. Because I know the F-16 the F sixteen has it as well, but uh, it's not implemented. I don't know if they're going to eventually do it, but anyway, um, yeah. I cannot talk for other people's development. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. There's another question that I just saw on the Discord here. It says, what do you guys think would be a good timetable to get, say, for example, another trailer and pre-order? I know that's kind of dipping into territory that we don't really want to answer, but I don't know. Educated guess? Okay, you, you're asking me <laughs> to start the hype train. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the question reads. You don't have to. You don't have to, of course. I don't know. I think, I think you should. I think you should save some of your beer money. <laughs> By the time you, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Oh Jesus! This is a hard one. Uh, maybe by. Uh, by uh, summertime, probably. <laughs> Not sure. I mean, <laughs> this is a tricky one. Nice one. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, I think a trailer would probably go a long way just to you know, keep the hype. Not that the F-15 needs any hype, mind you. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Listen, here's the thing. We create tra uh, we, uh, we have in the team, we have really great video content developers. I mean, I'm not going to name them because if I fail to name one, it could be some problem. Uh, we are uh, uh, creating videos every time and sometimes some are rejected and some say, yeah, they're good, they're not that good. But here's, here comes the thing. Every time we create a video with the FET Nistra Eagle in it, and it appears, and then we say, hey, but that version is outdated. So, oh, no, we cannot put that one because that version is outdated. Why the new version isn't in it? Because it, it wasn't ready yesterday, and this video was made two days ago, or three days ago, or a week ago. So, okay, okay, scratch that one. We got to do a new video. So that's why you don't see that much trailers. But... I think that we just start seeing uh, more trailers in a row. That will be like uh, your bell. <laughs> You'll see, you know, something is coming. Oh, well, by the way, uh, the, the guys in the guys uh, Clark and Reeve, they're 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 making actually. Uh, they're expecting to put out this week a video in the South Atlantic, in the F-18 Star Eagle, in a multiplayer environment. 
Nice. Definitely looking forward to that. I have been uh, keeping a close eye on your tweets. And I don't know how many people out there actually know that Ron is pretty active on Twitter. So if you ever want to get like sneak peeks of stuff that he's working on, it's right there on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's funny because I post something on Twitter and suddenly it's all over the Discord like in seconds. <laughs> so I try to post things in Twitter and then in the Discord, but when I put it, post it in Twitter, and I go to Discord, it's already there. <laughs> Somebody copy it. Yeah, I post yeah. more of my stuff on Twitter. Internet definitely works quickly, especially when it comes to you know products that we're very much interested in using. So keep it up. That's all I can say. Keep it up. <laughs> we'll do the best to spread the word. Thank you. Thank you. There are some questions about the flight characteristics of the F-15E. If there's something unique or like some difficulties that, that are going to be modeled uh, or shown that are different than other uh, aircraft. Well, uh, as you know, uh, you have the F-15C uh, wireless and F-C-3 FC3 aircraft. It's actually a pretty accurate flight model. Uh, Eagle Dynamics have, you know, invested a lot of time and resources to create a really good flight model for the F-15C. Uh, the E, well, it doesn't fly exactly like a C. It has its own quirks and different characteristics due to the fact that it's a heavier aircraft and, you know, different uh, aerodynamics and drag coefficients into it. But uh, I don't think you will see something surprisingly different from each version other one I just mentioned. I mean of course if it is the C is a fighter so I mean probably it's got faster or more nimble than the E version but due to the fact that it's lighter. But uh, that's something that's entirely surprisingly different. Uh, like I said the dynamics did an amazing job with the flight dynamics of it C so it's Basically, what you see, what you can expect in the C flight model, you can expect in the E model, with the obviously changes due to the nature of the aircraft. Yeah, so we talked about the AI uh, Wizzo. I was going to ask, how is the multiplayer capabilities coming along for the F-15? Oh, well, as you know, uh, obviously, being a two-seater, you can have a guy, an actual human multiplayer sitting behind and work with all the switches and systems. Actually, that was the reason why I'd say we don't need an AI, actually, we need somebody to actually fly there. But, uh, I mean, it's going to have all the features for multiplayer, you know, it's share aircraft, two guys can fly in it and do what you have to do with it, with all the systems, and they will behave the way they should. For instance, uh, the WISO, its own four screens he can move around them and change and change the information he needs without altering what the pilot is watching in his front seat so all that thing is being modeled at the same time uh, there are the visuals the visual part of it that if you're sitting in the back seat you'll be able to see the guy in the you know the pilot in the front seat moving around if you're in the front seat if you look back you will see the guy moving around in the back seat it's my favorite part. Yeah, that will be. In fact, that's uh, uh, as we're speaking right now. Uh, team is heavily working on this. Yeah, it's usually my favorite part, rocking out, 
so we can talk to each other. Yeah, actually, you can see, and as you know, uh, uh, we we use three D scan uh, 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 source material, so uh, that you can see. You, I don't know if you have seen the uh, Mirage pilot, the VR Mirage pilot, or the Hair Mirage pilot. Uh, those come from 3D scans. It's the same thing we're going to have for the for the uh, Strike Eagle. You're going to have a VR body, and if you want to implement it or not. Personally, I don't like it, but uh, people like it. But you can see the guy when you move back. You will see a 3D scan guy flying the Wiso seat, and if you're the Wiso, you want to see 3D scan 3D scan guy flying a pilot. I was going to mention that the Mirage pilot is probably the best pilot that's included in any aircraft inside of DCS world at the present time so have you seen the Harrier one I think the Harrier is better uh do you think so yeah I think Harrier is better is there a Harrier pilot I don't think I've ever yeah check him check him Harrier pilot is better maybe because it's newer okay um younger (laughs) yeah younger (laughs) Is that something you have to like enable? You have to do like right shift P to bring that up? Because I, I think by default, when you load in, it's not in there. Exactly. Yeah, I think, no, it, it, I it, I think, I think. that in the Harrier, you have to enable it. Oh, okay. Okay. So I haven't seen the Harrier one yet, but the Mirage one's amazing, especially when you move the stick around and he moves his legs around. Well, the same thing happens with the Harrier one. I think, in fact, the Harrier guy have more animations. Interesting. Yeah, he does. Okay. I'll have to check that out. All right, I'm looking, I'm scrolling through the questions. I think uh, we haven't covered all of them, but some of them are kind of repeating themselves. Uh, one we have, as I don't know if you know, I mean, at this stage, if you can say anything about it, is the failures. Are there going to be a lot of uh, random or, or kind of mission editor-induced failures that you can have in the F-15E? I don't think that's something that be more different than anything that is around, because I think that's a feature of the sim rather of what we can put in it. Uh, when, when you create, a, for instance, the electric system for the aircraft or the hydraulic system for the aircraft, you have to at the same time code failures. So I think that if the Elanamics implements different versions of failures, it will work with the aircraft. I, mean, yeah, I guess most of the systems are similar anyway. I mean, the basic ones. Yeah, I think it's definitely, that's a core sim feature rather than a specific aircraft uh, feature okay I mean th- there's also been questions I don't know maybe but maybe that p- would be good for a separate episode actually so for for the super Tucano for the Pucara for all the other modules that are there somewhere further down the line uh, unless you want to speak a little bit about them wh- wh- where you're at although you mentioned it to some extent I don't have no problems okay uh, the A39 Super Tucano, as I mentioned before, is basically a training tool first and then a commercial product second. So, um, uh, its current state, uh, visually, 3D wise, and, and texture and map, it's uh, in a state where it's close to where we can start coding it. Uh, some stuff that the actual client wants for his. A specific version of the aircraft. So it's, in in that regards, nothing I can speak freely yet. 
uh, once this thing is delivered to its client and then we move to the next uh, phase which is actually putting it for the sim for people to use I will be 100% free to speak anything you want but it's nothing that's something classified because you can go and look for super on anything you want on the internet where it's a uh, contractual terms and of the Pukara, uh, well, in the Pukara, it's simpler aircraft. It's actually, you know, steam gauges aircraft, and you know, uh, it's made, made basically uh, to make it work, to make to put in the sim, you have to finish it 3D, to the 3D art because uh, the rest is very simple. It's like a World War II aircraft. Uh, that's why you see more more stuff of it around, and you see more advancements of it around. And I think I really, I think I'm quite sure that it will be available before the support to come for the for the customers. I'm pretty sure it's a different it's the different aircraft in, in avionics. I mean, the super Tucano is a, it's also very complex aircraft. Uh, it's, it's probably it's a very complex aircraft in a very simple airframe. Uh, I don't. It's not that the Super Tucano is not a great aircraft, but I mean it's not a Strike Eagle. But the avionics and systems it, it, it has on board are really really cutting edge, and they have a lot of things. Not just because what it can do, the actual aircraft as a as a coin aircraft, but what it can replicate as a trainer aircraft so uh, it can it can replicate an existing existing viper and it can replicate an viper hornet and i remember the other aircraft it can replicate so all the systems that got to be inside of it but uh each customer asks what they want this aircraft to replicate okay it's not that you got a super tucano and you can put okay when i use this to replicate a hornet it doesn't work that way but you had to put in it all right thanks a lot for, for the update on those um and well i think guys we've covered most of it i'm sure there's lots of things i mean more details that we could go deeper into but uh i'm i'm happy uh tricker rob well anything else i think the only question i have it actually isn't even related to uh any of the newer products i just want to know am i ever going to get back my 19 rocket rocket pod for the harrier i loved that thing <laughs> sadly no oh you're breaking my heart well, uh, but you know what you know what uh listen uh since i mentioned the year three and the see harrier and all this you know the uh old school harriers uh i'm not gonna rule out me you know, me as Rasband creating a uh, AB8A, which used that rocket pod. Yeah, that's true. I could see that. And yeah, I am very much looking forward to the other variants of the Harriers too. So I'm sure I'll have fun. I've just learned to get better with things like the Maverick and whatnot, or with dumb bombs. So that way, I don't have to rely on rockets yeah. so much. You know, this is the thing. We're not, we're, we're, I think I, I, can, I think I can speak for many of the people on board Rasband. Yeah, we are starting this because we use the game. We love the game. We used to fly and play with the game. 
But as things get more and more complicated, <laughs> it's like, it really feels more like a job, like an actual enjoyment. So, for instance, Clark and the boys from the from the Clark and the boys from the terrain development, they are they are all helicopter guys. So they are they like to fly low, slow, and you know, they are having a lot of fun right now with the Apache. Uh, I was flying with them the other day, multiplayer in the Falcons map with the Apache, and you know, yeah, it was great. I mean, I love flying with them, but just going from point A to point B and taking me like 45 minutes, I was like. Snoring until I get to the target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I have to keep awake because I have to fly the thing. So I'm more into, yeah, when I go from point A to point B, like well, 40 minutes, I go the whole map, right? So, but yeah, uh, it, it's lots that you said. I mean, a lot of things to learn. And, 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 and I'm telling you right now, I talk with the coding guys, you know, Etienne, Larry, T. Bjorn, uh, CJ, they say, and they'll tell me, I think that besides Boeing or Dassault, we are the guys that know a lot of these aircraft better than anybody else. And you know what? This thing is really, really, really boring. <laughs> well, the knowledge does show, so we, we do appreciate that. And as long as uh, Baltic Dragon, cough, cough, uh, keeps coming out with those Harrier tutorial or the updated Harrier tutorials, I think we'll all be good. <laughs> yeah, I have some in, in, in the making. I had to update some stuff because it doesn't work as it used to, which is good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, amazing job, dude. I mean, it's, I think that, uh, yeah, well, it doesn't probably what won't sound good me talking good about my own product, but I'm saying I think I really believe that the uh, training missions you did for the Harrier are probably the best around, if not the best around. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's getting better because I have to update them constantly because you're updating the aircraft. Yeah, now you have to Stop. update. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's been great fun. So let's not prolong this and, and let everyone who wants to go to fly some Falcons do it. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for being with us and giving us all the de uh, amazing details about the Falcons, which are, as we heard, coming pretty soon, and the F-15E, which is also coming pretty soon, all things considered. And yeah, any parting shots? I think we're good. Be a case. So yeah, thanks a lot. And so see you next time for some more. Uh, well, we'll, see, we'll see what's next. But anyway, looking forward to the next episode and also next episode of Razbam on, on, on the future products. I'm looking forward to seeing Falcons very soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Air Combat Sim. Don't forget to subscribe or tell a friend about it. If you have a question, idea for an episode, or a special guest you'd like us to invite, feel free to reach out on Facebook, Discord, or via email. Air Combat Sim was brought to you by BVR Productions. Sounds like you're listening to the news right, on the, uh, right, go ahead. in the background. No, it's all right. I'm just going to hit our last.
<laughs> He's on the ship right now listening Shall to the news. Shall we cut his out? <laughs> so, it's all right. Domestic violence averted. Now we need some seagulls in the background and some whale noises. God, <laughs> it's all right, Clark. I've issued the big stick threat. Good man. <laughs>